I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, do good better. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, after working in technology and realizing that and looking in positions that I wanted to be in, there was nobody that looked like me, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I could get mentorship from. Uh, that I can just ask questions uh, to. I knew that there there was a gap and that needed to be filled. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. Of course, this uh, show is for uh, those small nonprofits doing great big things. We've got a great show for you today because I found in my uh, little world a brand new startup nonprofit that is poised to do incredibly big things. And I am ecstatic to have as a guest today, Teresa Garrett. She is the co-founder and director of strategic partnerships for Arise communities. Teresa, thank you for being on the official Do Good Better podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. This is very exciting. I'm excited to talk with you today. I'm very excited to learn more about Arise Communities, and I know that everybody else is. So if they're scrolling through their YouTube page and this comes up, or they're listening to this podcast on their favorite uh, channels, and they see Arise Communities, they see Teresa Garrett, and they see your bright, shiny face, and they said, I'm interested in what she has to say, but I have no idea what this organization does. Give me the high-level 5,000-foot view on what Arise Communities is. Basically, we are a nonprofit that is trying to create diverse and equitable learning communities around technology. That's about as concise of a uh, declaration as I have heard in a very long time, and I love you for that. That's awesome. How <laughs> did this get started, and, and where, where did this idea come from? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm a transplant. I'm, I am a, a Fargo-Moorhead transplant. I moved here uh, almost... Uh, three years ago. And when I moved here, I work in technology and I've always wanted to uh, start a nonprofit that focuses on um, women of color and and minority groups, uh, women in general, specifically women of color. And so uh, while here, I met two other young women who also are in tech and they're very interested in the same things that I am. Um, We met and uh, we just clicked and we were like, well, why don't we start our own nonprofit? And I was like, really? Um, and so we went on this year journey of, of, uh, in the trenches, setting the foundation for a rise. And, and now what you see today is a rise community. So we're very excited. That's how we started. 
Um, just by chance, I met uh, these other two young women, um, and the three of us formed Arise Communities. Where did the uh, the idea come from? Uh, where, when did you notice a gap in in, in all of this as as service? I, I, and again, based on our previous conversations, I, I, there's not probably a lot of women of color in the tech world. There's not a lot of women in the tech world, regardless, right? But specifically, women of color, there's probably even less. How did you begin to realize that this was a need that you uh, had a had a, a mission to fill? Yeah. Well, after working in technology and realizing that and looking in positions that I wanted to be in, there was nobody that looked like me, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I could get mentorship from, uh, that I can just ask questions uh, to. I knew that there, there was a gap and that needed to be filled. And so I knew that uh, training up more uh, people to enter into the, the tech field. And everybody, when you say tech, most people think that it's coding or programming, but, you know, technology companies are companies and they have an HR department and they have, um, a program management team and they, and they have uh, sales as well. And so there's, there's other areas of technology uh, more so than just programming uh, that we also focus on as well. And so that's when I saw that there was a need to train up um, more women and also marginalized people groups. So, uh, you know, the LGBTQAI uh, family as well. Um, and just people who don't even think that they fit in uh, into the space and so that's why we decided to, to create Arise Communities. It's funny because I think in the tech industry, you're always looking for creative outside of the box thinking and individuals who are not built in the mold of traditional tech uh, you know, employees would be ideal candidates for the tech industry to give perspectives that are way different and, and sort of outside of the box. That's why I think this is such a neat, uh, neat thing. Talk to me a little bit about the programming that you'll be developing at Arise Communities. I think that's really some of the interesting pieces to um, to this whole nonprofit puzzle where you're filling gaps. So talk to me a little bit about some of the programs. Right. So we um, have realized that HTML, CSS, those are one of the classes that we want to focus on. We just did a UX, UI class. Um, we also want to offer um, for people who are just very like brand new to technology, like, you know, Microsoft Word and, and Office uh, getting into that so that we can help them create a resume so that we can help them budget when it comes to Excel and things like that. So those are the types of programming things, security as well. We want to look at security. Um, and so those are those are the programs and the areas that we're really looking to, to focus on. And it will be ever evolving and expanding as um, people take our classes and they give us more suggestions of, of things that we can look into. So we're, we're very excited to uh, have a evolving curriculum and programs that we're building out. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, we like to you know sort of begin conversations with our uh, our nonprofit friends that join us on the official Do Good Better podcast uh, with those big, hairy, audacious goals. It doesn't matter if you're a twenty year organization, a hundred and twenty year organization, or a one year old organization that's just starting up. What are some of those big, hairy, audacious goals that Arise Communities has that you'd yeah. like to discuss today? Yeah. So the really great thing about myself and the other two co-founders is that we have what we call our buckets. Um, And so I'm director of strategic partnerships. And so I'm responsible for ensuring that uh, financially we survive and that Arise communities will be here, not just for a one year thing, but we'll be here for the long term. So some big BHAGs, as I like to call them, um, are 
I have a fundraising goal um, for this year. And so I would love to close the gap on, on our fundraising goal and then also look forward to our next year's fundraising goal to ensure that we can sustain the programming that we want to do and, and really reach um, the people uh, that we want to, to reach. It's an attractive phrase of uh, thinking forward and being sustainable. I think donors always are a little hairy on brand new startups if they don't have a game plan to kind of survive past the initial founders themselves. So I like that as a, uh, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And especially from somebody who has um, not a lot of fundraising experience, uh, yeah. would you like to... <laughs> and, that's, and that's the best part. I think I think your enthusiasm about this project is going to help you a really long way. So that's pretty awesome. Um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of uh, tech startups. Um, there's a lot of tech trainers. Um, there's a lot of groups that try to help educate individuals um, who are looking to get into tech or trying to lift up others within the tech industry. What does Arise Communities do differently than other organizations or nonprofits that play in kind of the similar sandbox? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Thank you um, for asking that. One of the big things that I think that arise, how we differentiate ourselves is that we um, we love our, our boot camps and, and other classes, but the, the population of people that we're trying to reach can't necessarily take off 12 to 16 weeks and be in a boot camp type classroom setting um, and then the financial piece, the price tag of that is really expensive as well. Yeah. And so um, what, how we do things differently is that we offer a, um, a very focused uh, class or learning uh, for a very shorter period of time in a price point that uh, anyone can, can get into. So we allow you to dip your toe into uh, the area that you're interested in, but we also give it to you at a price point that you can, that you can manage. Right. Is there, and then from there, is there a support system there that kind of allows you to sort of hold hands during that sort of weird transition period? Do I like this? Do I not? Do I have the skill set and that kind of thing? So that's where we're building out our community piece as well, is that we can have people that have taken the class or people who are in the uh, area or in technology can join the community and kind of offer that mentor mentee can kind of talk about things um, if they've, you know, things on the Internet and, and can offer help if they have a question and things like that. So that's where that um, after the classroom uh, piece comes in. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, a lot of donors are always going to look for impact numbers. They're like, what am I actually funding? How do I, how do I know that my gifts are going to be directed towards something that's going to make a tangible impact? So what are you planning on or what have you seen sort of in other uh, programs such like this or where you kind of have derived inspiration from? What are kind of the documented successes you're looking for as Arise Communities grows? Yeah, so some of the things are that um, uh, now there's a big focus on skills um, and, and, and the industry is that you have a skill. So we want to give um, our um, students a tangible skill that they can use to then um, help them get to uh, the next place in their career <clears throat> or to help them kind of get into the door. Um, somebody will take a chance on them. So those are some of the markers. And then we also have a number. We want to have X amount of students to go through our programming um, and 
you know, within the year as well. But the big thing is the skills um, that we want to, to give our students so that they can help them to, to you know, to, to change their trajectory, that they can kind of bust into the door in a, in a bigger company that they um, and, and change their trajectory. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that you'll you'll find down the road as a, as just a startup nonprofit is that nonprofits are traditionally very bad at celebrating wins. Yes. For some reason, it's just you're, I know, and I know you're uh, you're humble and you're both hungry and humble at the same time. That's hard to to navigate. I think of it as donors want to give to winning organizations and winning teams, and yeah. I think if we don't celebrate enough, that we don't necessarily appreciate. Um, why we do this in the first place. So, Teresa, I'm giving you the challenge. Give me something, a win of sorts, whether big, small, or medium, anywhere in between, a win that we can celebrate with you today. Yeah, so one huge win is that we uh, recently received a grant um, so that we can um, uh, actually fund a program that we are very excited about. um, we don't have an official name for the program yet. We've kind of been floating some names, but we're, we have the bones of the program. And so we're super excited about it. Um, and then uh, through that uh, grant, we'll be able to offer some cert- certifications for participants to actually go through the, uh, the program that we, that we got the grant for. So we are ecstatic about that. Kudos and to being you. A, being a new nonprofit and, and getting a grant uh, of that size, we're we are just like, okay, we're on to something here. Well, there's your, there's your proof of concept. That's kind of the fun part about all this is where you've, you've got it, the first gift is always the hardest. So now that yeah. you got the first investment, I think people will really kind of track and you, you know, sort of having a group of tech people as co-founders is uh, really great because you'll probably talk about analytics a lot more than most organizations anyway. So I like that. Yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the things that we really like also doing on the official Do Good Better podcast is showing our appreciation to those who helped us get to where we are. We know that uh, regardless of how long you've been a nonprofit, it took a lot of legs to get you to from point A to point B. So are there some folks or organizations or groups that you'd love to share your appreciation to today? Yes, thank you. First and foremost, I want to thank my two uh, co-founders, April Stevenson and Kirsten Hennigan. Without them, Arise would not be here. Um, and so they've been very instrumental, the three of us, um, the synergy that we have and how well we work together, it kind of scares us a little bit because we work so well together. We complement each other where one is not so good in an area, the other one is. So the two of them have been great. I also would love to thank our board as well, because without them, we couldn't have a nonprofit. <laughs> we couldn't so I'm so thankful to our board as well. Um, they've been amazing. Um, I also want to thank some people in the community that have really um, made connections for me as a transplant, not knowing the community, and then having people to make connections for me has been um, amazing. Um, I want to thank the, um, the two co-founders at Lady Boss. They have been instrumental in helping to connect me mm-hmm. as well. And now here's the other thing. You're going to laugh at me. Oh. I'm director of strategic oh. partnerships. Yeah. And, and I'm horrible with names. I don't know how that works. I, I don't. So you see, I'm not naming all the names because I can't think of them. We'll, we'll drop but the I names. Them. Them. 
Yeah, we'll drop their names and show them. Yeah, here's here's a helpful hint. When you're bad at names, just bring somebody along who's really good at, at uh, introducing themselves in front of you to remind you. It, it's um, this is this is my challenge. This is this should be my this should be my impact goal for this year is to remember names. We, so <laughs> figure out like a Dale Carnegie course to remember names. I think this is the next thing that you need to do. It's going to be great. I mean, it's it's. Please look, and I'm from the South, so we have a saying, charge it to my head and not my heart. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's perfect. And because you're from the South, people won't be mad if you call them like a cute nickname, like you refer to other people in the yeah. South, and then they won't mind you. You don't forget their name. I, do. a, yeah. I call everybody mama, and I call everybody baby, because mm-hmm. I can't remember people's names. That's perfect. Nobody will even know the difference unless they, they listen to this podcast and realize you have no idea who they are. <laughs> No, it's not that I don't know who they are. Yes, or their names. Yeah, I know. I get it. Um, (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Sidebar. Speaking of appreciation, uh, because you have been a delightful guest on this uh, show, and we uh, we really like everything that you're doing here, I would like to show my gratitude by giving out any sort of fundraising advice that we possibly can to help you and Arise Communities. So, the floor is yours to ask any fundraising question, and I hope I can help out you, Teresa Garrett of Arise Found or Arise Communities. Let's go. Any question? What do you got? Yeah. So I, I, the biggest thing is just um, the start, right? So you know, I've I've looked at several uh, resources that say write a list of all the names, and then from that list, you say these are the yeses, these are the maybes. Create a Excel spreadsheet that yeah that just rumbles my feathers so I just need like the start the yeah yeah do you like coffee I do and you just need to have coffee meetings with everybody else in the entire world the the best part about this and, and and not a lot of organizations can have this in their in their back pocket is that the timing of your organization being sort of presented publicly the idea of equity in tech um, you know, uh, individuals of color, um, uh, sort of the, the communities that are not um, sort of uh, involved in tech are front and center as part of this sort of um, nationwide eye-opening sort of that we're having. Like we're having this sort of reckoning internally and your, your, uh, your appearance on the nonprofit scene, it could not happen at a more convenient time. Not only, and and not just from you, from businesses who are looking internally on how we can address some of these own things in our companies. So your advantage is being able to talk about the advantage of having women and women of color specifically within the tech industry and how organizations and businesses can support this organization in order to support the, the snowball effect of positivity that this is going to include in their own business ventures. And I think the openness to businesses talking to you about that subject and them asking immediately how they can help will allow you an advantage that most organizations just don't have at this time. And I'm super excited for you about that. And you're in a prime position as somebody who's been in tech for how many years? Almost 10. Yeah. So you've got a decade of experience and and perspective that a lot of businesses don't have six weeks worth of mm-hmm. perspective. And I think the 
real first step is to look around in this particular community or communities in the Midwest, for example, and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about uh, an idea we have. We know that you are in tech. We love your perspective on how we can spread our message. And at the same time, I'd love to help facilitate a conversation about why this is an advantage on not only supporting Arise Communities, but actually this whole topic of equity of, of women and women of color specifically in the tech industry and how this can change the landscape for the better. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of businesses who would shut the door or hang up the phone to that um, opportunity to have that conversation internally, especially now. Yeah. And um, I think this is what, you know, timing is everything mm-hmm. and opportunity is everything. And I think you're really positioned well to have that. Now, once you're in, now it's just talking about the advantage of the programming. Yeah. Why this means something to you and why that means something to the company and what their support could mean for the community as a whole. But not only that, what advantages do do these companies and organizations need to embrace this and what diversity means and perspectives can be brought to a company that might not have it. It's a, it's a, it's a sub um, bonus to supporting your organization to sort of launch this off the ground but these organizations can be on the forefront of a conversation that's just being hatched right now and they get to be a part of it. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity you're giving them. You, they're giving you an opportunity to kind of sell it at, uh, at ground level. And from there, they're going to ask how I can help. So your challenges yeah. better have an answer for that when they come, uh, when they come next and say, well, how can I help? And then your list of things that you need in order to be abundantly successful needs to be laid out. $10,000 is going to get us this. Yeah. $50,000 is going to be able to do with this. $130 is going to be allowed us to do this. Is there a number on this tape in this chart that looks like something you'd like to help support? How can we work together? Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that's fundraising. It, it, people always think that fundraising is cornering somebody in the room and they're like, how can I get you to give me some money in my pocket now? Right. This old used car salesman bit. Yeah. It's not. It's an invitation to having them feel good about what they're about to do in check form. And I think I like that yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal. Well, I'm not going to wait. Hey, it's your podcast. You, uh, you get, this is your, this is your advice. Your thing. <laughs> steal away. And I think you're in a perfect position. I really do. You're, you're, you're great from a personality standpoint. Wonderful to make a cold call to make a warm conversation at the end of it. Perfect. And, and I think the conversation itself is important. The results that you can, you can have are, are even better. You are not going to believe this, hmm. maybe, but I get so nervous when I talk to people. Stop. I do. I have to have like talking points. I get nervous. I say random things. I don't think you've had a talking point yet when this conversation, it's beautiful because you just, you spoke enthusiastically from what you wanted to do in the first place. So this is, that's the type of conversation that you want to have with potential donors is that this isn't a, you don't have to get everything right. You're new and you're going to be given grace because of how new the topic is and how new the subject is. Nobody will, nobody will care. What they do care about is, if you don't come in walking like a dead fish going, I wish I could have some, but no, no, nobody wants that. They want solutions to their answers. They're just as confused to navigate some of these, um, these waters as well. And you're there to help them uh, along. You're the life preserver for conversation for them as well. So you're going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be perfect. And I can't wait to 
watch your journey because it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, you see, I w- I'm taking notes because this is this is a real thing. I need to ensure that I capture everything. So there's there is nothing bad about watching yourself back on a podcast. There's nothing to exactly about that. That's just learning. Um, Teresa, you've been awesome. I have really enjoyed this conversation, and yet we have come up to the end of our show. But I, before we do, there's a lot of people probably listening that have uh, a boatload of money they want to give to you now because they bought into what you're doing. They love this idea, but they don't know how to give you cash. They don't know how to give you money. They don't know how to give you support. They don't know how to open doors. So, Teresa, how can our listening audience – uh, give you the support you need. How do they get a hold of you and uh, go? Yeah, so info at arise communities with an s.com is an amazing way to uh, email the leadership team um, and would love to connect with people in a community and just like Patrick said and just have coffee. We can do it virtually, we can uh, meet in person if that's something that you would like to do. So I can just let you know more about our story and um, more about our uh, strategic planning and our programming that's going to be coming up that we really want to lay down for next year. Um, AriseCommunities.com is our website. Uh, that's another great place to learn more about us, um, see some of the things that we are um, passionate about. Um, and also you get to see our faces and read a little bit more about us and learn more about us as well. As always, we will have all that information in the show notes. So do yourself a favor and finish this podcast and go click away and sign up for newsletters and email Teresa and her friends because you're going to want to learn more. I guarantee it. Teresa, thank you so much for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. You're awesome. And uh, I appreciate it. This has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next time on the official Do Good Better podcast. Hey, when you Google your hometown, what's the impression you get? Does it look like a vibrant, active community that would welcome your new business idea or welcome your family? Small Town Labs to the rescue! Hey, active fun social media posts, upgrading your city website, improving your town's online curb appeal, even providing competitive analysis versus other small towns in your area. Small Town Labs will create everything that you need to sell your hometown to new businesses and to new homeowners. Heck, they even manage those leads for you. So email them today at buildsmalltowns at gmail.com. Again, buildsmalltowns at gmail.com. Hey, thank you, Small Town Labs, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Duke University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Duke University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.